Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of our podcast. We are so glad to have you here. We're glad to be here. And uh, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, my name is Sean Anderson, and I'm here with my excellent, wonderful, just uh, uh, beautiful person co-host, Stephen Reyes. I had to pause there for a second because I was so touching that I almost forgot to talk. Oh, well, it's, you know, you, you mean a lot to me, Stephen. In these, in these crazy times, I want to make sure that everybody feels as appreciated as they should be. And you, should, you sir, should definitely be, be appreciated. Um, and today we're talking about a movie that uh, I appreciated, that uh, I, I forced on Stephen, and he ended up appreciating. Um, <laughs> and that movie is called Dope. And it's a dope movie. It came out in 2015, directed by, I'm going to mess up this guy's name, Rick Fa, uh, Rick Famuyiwa. Don't quote me on that one. Um, it's, it's probably wrong. But fantastic director. He wrote the movie, too. We're excited to talk about it. And I'm not going to waste any more time introing it because, well, I just want to get into it. So welcome to our podcast. You are listening to more movies. Please. But yeah, so you made the recommendation of Dope. I made it. I made you watch it. And I'm happy I did make you watch it. And it it kind of sounds like you, you came around to being okay with this one. I did come around to being okay with this one that at first... Well, maybe not okay, but you, you came around to enjoying it, I guess? Well... I was going to save my excitement for the end, but I guess we'll let them know now that (laughs) yet again, we haven't found one that we can complain about. Well, with B-movies, that will happen. I'm sure this next (laughs) B-movie will. (laughs) Nope, sorry. The next one, the June B-movie, I'm sure you're going to be like, oh. I know. Which one is that one? That one is, uh, is that Sharktopus? Uh, no, I'm so afraid of that one. Everything that you and your friends have said about it is just... Well, the worst one was Rubber, which we haven't decided if we're going to see or not. That Oh, I thought I said... You were asking about it, and you're like, Sean, Sean, I I really don't know if you want to do this. Yeah, so that one is just one of those you might one day become morbidly curious about it. Uh So right now it's a no, but anyway, so we are recording in May. This episode will air later on. So the movies we're referring to is... Demolition Man is what will happen in May, which have would have already aired. That one I don't think anybody's gonna be cringing about, but we'll see. I could be wrong. Sean could wind up hating this. We How could I hate a movie with Dennis Rodman in it? <laughs> Wait, de- very funny. No, I'm sorry. Oh my god, cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> with Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah, like... Well, doesn't doesn't Wesley Snipes have like crazy hair in that movie? Yes, so he does look like okay. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I I hope I can be forgiven for that massive massive faux pas. Yeah, so what the, that one would have aired a few weeks ago since this yeah, this one's airing on the 15th of June and that would have aired on May 29th. So, if you haven't heard listened to the Demolition Man review, go listen and go watch it because it's a good time. But later on that will release later this month will be Sharktopus. And if no more episodes post of more movies, please, you know why? Because Sean decided to just either destroy me or run away. <laughs> Friendship's over. How dare you do this to me? <laughs> oh, 
boy. But yeah, so you had me see Dope, which was dope. That's, you know what? I All right, podcast is done. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that. Dope is dope. Dope is dope. Dope is dope. And and so had this one this one came out in uh, 2015. We've been having a lot of 2015 A lot of lately. 2015s which isn't a spoiler to us, but what we're going to be talking about is a. I love this. I love. I love that you have that sound effects board. This is the best. Yeah. So this one. This one came out in 2015, and uh, several of them came out in 2015. We've been doing. I guess it was a good year for movies. Um, I like. I I didn't realize how many movies I I really enjoy and have seen have come out in 2015. Well, there was just. Um, but I'm not complaining. Really certainly. good karma in the air in 2015 because we were both in film school putting out good energy yeah actually oh my god no you were still in film school i mean i was hanging around because i i guess i had nothing else to do um but i had graduated in 2014 wow we really had a short time of us being in school at the same time yeah it was like it was like like maybe only a a semester or two because i remember the first we had a class together was an electronic field production class i remember because we went to that theater in long beach to record that interview Mm mm-hmm and that i that might be the only class we shared um but 2015 yeah i graduated i guess i was just hanging around it was a good year and we um it was it was the birth of our friendship 2015 a good year in more ways than one yeah yeah and uh to 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 quote a movie title 2015 was dope wow i give you that one yeah oh thank you a bell even yes Mm -hmm. so let me set up one thing because pretty much everything we're gonna say about this movie will show how impressive it was so i was apprehensive about this movie not because i doubt your recommendations that i always know that anytime you recommend something the film is gonna look amazing the story is gonna be great that that the reason I was apprehensive about this is because I felt like I was going to be reliving high school. Mm. It's like, why mm-hmm. do I want to see some of the stuff I went through? Nowhere near to the extent of these situations. <laughs> uh-huh. I hope not. But it was just like, why do I want to relive kids who want to pretend like they're part of the 90s and then situations that I've already worked my way through and have left behind? So for a while there, I was just like, eh, this movie's good, but I was just kind of overseeing what was playing out because I've gone through so much of that. Mm. And then oof, we'll, we'll, we'll get to what turned me around. And I was very, very happy at how I got turned around for this movie as a, just a viewer to a happy, enjoying observer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you did like it. I think I might've had sort of a, a, a similar uh, journey into this film like you did. Um, I, I may I I'm sure I was uh, I, I recall being a little bit more like interest in it interested in it I didn't have the the apprehensions that you had um, but I remember it came out and I I did not see it when it first came out I only saw this movie the first time for uh, a few years ago and it was because another friend of mine shout out to Adam Watson was like dude you got to see this movie this movie's great this, this movie's dope and huh. I was like this okay well what's the title of the movie he's like no the movie's dope I'm like well, what's the title but what's it called he's like no it's dope I'm like, oh okay <laughs> oh, I, I like how you got it the third time rather than him saying no the word dope is actually the movie title i'm not saying this movie is dope it is dope but the movie is called dope and it is dope steven i'm not that much of a dummy i'm a little bit of a dummy but by the third time i always get there 
<laughs> so <laughs> then I ended up seeing the movie and yeah, I recall being like, I, I was invested in it from the beginning because of, uh, I think when we were talking about this what, yesterday, you, you kind of echoed the same thing. I was, I, I was drawn into it because of the filmmaking style and because of the characters and how well acted it was and the energy of it. But I didn't think it was something that I would be like, oh, I have to purchase this right away. And I have to tell everybody to watch this because everybody will like it. I, I just thought like, oh, this might be a good couple hours to spend might come away with it feeling like oh that was a cool movie but then like you said it finished and uh, there's so many like plot lines and and double crosses and and just so many uh, layers to it this yeah yeah a lot of layers to this like high school drug caper almost and it all came together in the end and i thought oh damn oh damn this movie, this movie, the layers it has are all good, but when that onion comes together into a complete layered onion of a movie, it just, it works so well, and it's so cool to see a, a movie like this work the way I'm sure the filmmakers wanted to. It definitely fell together well that I was not expecting it to turn into what it did turn into, because originally I was expecting, okay, here's yet another boy who has a crush on a beautiful woman. He's going to be stupid enough to get into trouble trying to impress her or trying to be around her. Mm -hmm. And then we have to see how everything just falls apart because of his stup not stupidity, his hormones. We'll go with that because I don't think all yeah. teenage boys are stupid. I think their hormones just kind of turn off their brain. So their ability I'm to sure be smart. there's science that would back that up, yeah. Probably. So I was just like, oh, here we go again. Just watching, watching, watching. And I was starting to get impressed just with the storytelling itself that the club scene. Uh, yeah, yeah, just like yeah, that, uh, the back room when they're just kind of like hanging out and Dom, Dom? I think that's right. I think Dom, yeah. yeah. Dom was just chilling and somebody busts in with a shotgun to try to <gasps> steal the drugs and the money. Right. And like that, I, I forgot how just out of nowhere that comes. Oh, yeah. No, like it, like some movies you'll see people prepping to go in and you go like, oh, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. And I expected them to be like kind of just loud mouth and whatever and just cut back to the dance floor and him see the kid dancing with the girl he wants to be with. But no, all mm -hmm. of a sudden the door just flings open and that freeze and frame just, was awesome. Like I know it's we've seen freeze frames before, but it was just perfectly timed because they froze right on the shotgun flare when the yeah. the gunpowder was igniting uh-huh yeah if, if you're gonna if you're gonna if if you're making a movie anybody and you want to add a freeze frame on on a gunshot then make it a shotgun because that thing's just spewing hellfire and yeah. it, it looks so cool on screen and i just like how like once they went back in motion they actually uh -huh. kind of went back like two frames and sh showed the gun shooting again so that you could actually yeah. see the motion of the person being thrown back to so see how powerful that hit was mm -hmm. and that's a good editing trick that you see and i think in a lot of action movies especially a lot of the the like martial arts movies mm -hmm. um is when you're getting that like fast cutting action it actually helps the brain kind of comprehend everything that's at that everything that's happening on screen if you repeat some of the action from shot to shot because if it's not doing that re that, that repeating kind of editing then you get something where it's just I don't know. I don't want to call out like any of the more modern like action movies, the the big budget action movies where it's just too frenetic, too quick and choppy yeah. and and you can't really follow along. I I think some of those 
usually see, I think, in bigger budget movies, I guess, it's hard to follow along because the editing's not helping your brain out. It's just a good style because generally you can only process what's happening directly in front of you that even mm-hmm. if you're seeing everything you're not you're still focusing on one thing out of everything that's happening so it gives you the opportunity to actually see the entire effect that this current situation or action is having on the entire room so it yeah. was nice just to see how everybody scattered and that led to just like the club just going crazy because everybody's running out <laughs> shooting each other and i was uh-huh. thoroughly impressed with they showed later on how he the drug dealer hides the drugs but that uh-huh. handoff he does was genius because it looks like he's helping the kid which i think he was because he liked the kid like helping him to get yeah. out of there but literally shove the drugs in his hand without him even knowing so that he could easily get away because if you don't know what you're carrying you're going to act natural which mm-hmm. explains mm-hmm. like why he was able to walk into the fucking school with drugs right. and a gun <laughs> and the security guard's like oh it's just you the nerd he just lets him go by and doesn't even yeah. think twice to even check his bag like the not a great the thing goes guy. off every time he goes in he checks everybody else but he and just the dog's lets him freaking keep out going. too yeah that's something that he should have like been like um what's going on here yeah yeah no that security guard had that drug sniffing dog and the dog was going crazy and, and like i i don't think dogs are that irrational especially trained dogs like that so <laughs> for the security guard to just be like what this dog is on the fritz what the hell is happening just go go in go go to your science class nerd i was like it's okay just get out of my face <laughs> yeah yeah i got i got actual like punks to to shake down yeah that, that but, uh, makes sense uh for for context that that character we're talking about is the main character malcolm thank you who um sports uh like the best high top fade i've seen since and they make reference to it since fresh prince <laughs> yeah <laughs> And he he is a kid who's just very enamored by uh, 90s music and culture. And uh, like from from the hair down to the clothes, down to to his his shoes, his his Air Jordans, I think. Huh, yeah. And <laughs> it's it, him and his 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 small group of friends. They're all just like stuck a couple of decades in the past. And I, I think this movie was in a way a little prophetic about that because the 90s are kind of they have, I think come back a little bit that style has come back a bit i'd say just come back a smidge yeah and you know cassette tapes are popular again Wait, people are wearing what? like fluorescent orange triangles and, and pink squiggles on their clothes and it's just weird i why, as a as a side go ahead why are cassette tapes coming back i i don't know steven i i want to talk about this for like a half hour because there are there are a few people we know um, I think maybe even our our mutual friend Landon, oh no, um, was starting to collect them, or one of his friends were collecting cassette tapes, and I'm like, it, it it's like the the VHS trend too. There are some people I know who are starting to collect VHS tapes again. Oh, I feel I, like I, I we know a certain head that's probably doing that. Oh yeah, uh, wasn't he he exporting? He he was like copying some of his films onto VHS tapes, yeah, which. It's kind of a clever idea for the films he's making. So that works. That I get sometimes going to an older medium can be useful. Like I have a ton of vinyls, but that one has a different feel to it. Yeah, and I, it's got it's got that feel to it. And I think just the 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 medium, the 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 material that it's pressed into mm-hmm. is uh, it can stand if you take care of them. It can stand the test of time longer than a magnetic tape, yeah, the, which is just going to degrade. Just, yeah, it's going to degrade. It doesn't have too much of a unique sound to it, other than the click of hearing the 
cassette tape turning. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, which is just uh, cassettes were the word like you couldn't find, you couldn't seek to the next track reliably, and it's it's just I, I had to flip it around. I feel like people are getting into it because of Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh, did was that featured? Well, I, I never saw that show, but was it featured? So I have to. F- catch up some Walkmans. on the season that they're on i don't know if it's the last season or not but essentially that one uh you know what if people don't know the plot point of that movie or sorry that show yet oh well warnings it's on netflix it's been out for a while come on we we, we did the spoiler scream yeah there you go there spoiler go. but basically a girl kills herself and then she makes uh, 12 13 yeah 13 tapes each in, with a name of a person that was part of the reason why she killed herself and sends the tapes huh. out for everybody to listen to all of them. That's 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 interesting. I can see why our friend Greg Dingler liked it. Mm-hmm. That's that's totally up his because it his essentially alley. keeps on assembling a f- picture that keeps on growing and growing. And each person, once they finish it, they are assigned to do something and pass it to the next person, and just keeps going and going. And like everybody you're hearing about, you're like, yeah, I get why they'd be one of the reasons. Like maybe not a complete asshole, but probably somebody who caused some grief. But at the point that we start hearing the tapes in that show. We're like, why does this person have a tape? They don't seem like they'd be a reason why. And you'd have to watch it to find out which. They extend the yeah, show Are you- to the third season, which I haven't watched. But I would say the first season is definitely worth watching. I enjoyed the rest, but I would say give the first season a try and you'll get at least enough answers if you want to stop at that point. You're going to make me, you're going to make me watch the show, man. I've got, had, have you seen the length of my Netflix cues? I have you seen the length of my Netflix cues, which I've had to rewatch stuff, which I'm going to finish before <laughs> you on Shit's Creek. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> that one's a sore subject. We'll, we'll, we'll go back <laughs> to dope then. Okay. So dope. So, so the kid Malcolm and his friends, uh, Jib and Diggy <laughs> love the names. best names ever, by the way. Right. <laughs> um, uh, they they are they're just like those those like you know stuck together at the hip kind of high school friends who do everything together, ride their bikes together, travel through Inglewood together, and and listen to cassette tapes together. And they they you know they're just good friends. They're they're they good were friends that I wanted to, to have. Records. At least they were in yeah. a record store. They did yeah they were in a record store and kind of you know look at this one look at this. I can't remember what record it was. Something it was I'd, a record that shouldn't be on vinyl. Uh, yeah, something I'd never heard of yeah um and they uh they you know living in a rough area of la and you know in an area where there are certain streets where you just know you shouldn't go down because either there are gang members there or you can get your bike stolen or you end up getting talked into a drug you know going to parties with drug dealers essentially it was the gta of google maps (laughs) yeah yeah oh that's perfect that's yes i'm gonna give you a ding for that one i i I would not want to have to worry about walking down the streets like that like there's often a time where my friend in san francisco is on the phone with me and he's like um well like we'll be video chatting he's like you know what i gotta switch to my airpods because i'm going through a rough part of the neighborhood i want my phone out side of my pocket i'm like why are you going through that part that's a good question why why is he going through that part um, also are airpods gonna help him out airpods are i i think attractive uh, he's a little scraggly with his hair and his beard i'm sure that they won't even notice it that's a good point although i i i would i would reckon suggest that i don't know i there are certainly not areas i would want to walk down as uh the whitest white boy ever <laughs> coming mm. from the suburbs so it's it's you know 
if if these kids who have grown up in that area and actually know some of these people feel apprehensive about going down those streets then it's certainly not a place i want to go down because i would have trouble even in my like three-year-old converse and and just like wrangler jeans it's not a place that i'm gonna do anything in. um and, and i don't know what what path am i trying to walk down here with what i'm saying here steven hmm. that i guess if they're afraid and they're probably less likely to be attacked in certain areas that you would definitely be attacked then this mm-hmm. place must be bad if they're afraid. It's kind of like when I, this is, this is probably slightly racist, but whatever. When I'm walking with some friends and they're hesitant to go down a certain city and I'm like, I'm fine. Don't worry. You're with me that they'll, since I'm brown, <laughs> brown, they'll just think that everything's okay. So just, just don't worry. They'll probably, uh, I was going to say that, but I didn't know if I wanted to. <laughs> well, yeah. So like it happens and like, there's times where um my mom is really pale skin so when we're going through a certain area she's like uh-huh. oh those people look like they're bad news i'm like they're probably more afraid of me than you you are of them because mm. they were like i guess some redneck redneck looking people but like i could see they're more afraid of me because i'm brown <laughs> so like total racist <laughs> stuff right here but anyway when, so when you're walking through irvine or something <laughs> yeah, exactly so it's just it just cracks me up because there are certain times where certain stereotypes just work to your advantage and the, i think the point you were trying to make is that if their advantage in certain dangerous situations and they were nervous then it must mm-hmm. be bad because there are certain areas that other people can go through a little bit easier than others and if they're afraid well then that's just double trouble yeah yeah i you know i don't know why i was trying to dance around it they basically say in the movie like don't go down this street if you go down this street you're gonna get your bike stolen mm-hmm. by some by some bloods yeah by some some gang members so and that doesn't happen malcolm ends up you know so he kind of gets chased but he ends up getting away with one shoe which <laughs> is impressive because he got his other air jordans stolen at school by by uh was it dot no it wasn't dom no i think it was dom no i i think dom was some no, somebody else who was it it yeah. was one of the bloods i don't know, know if mm. we haven't cast well later on i i love the turnaround there but we'll get to that but that was cool yeah i, I just um him getting his shoe taken was just it's so petty it really is it really because this kid you know just bust through the doors of the high school and is like shaking down the other students for like you know you got, you got some new shoes for me today like come on like and it's not a, they were at a point where if they were in junior high stealing lunch money okay they're starting their criminal career but they look big enough that they should be dealing not that i'm endorsing any kind of illegal activity <laughs> but i feel like they should be past the drugs the shoe stealing they should be dealing with bigger product or bigger bigger crime possibly maybe they were but you know you can't it's it's hard to sell drugs while you don't have Hi- good sneakers higher scores there we go oh there you go now you got the lingo down <laughs> i'll probably still get shanked for that one it's so racist steven <laughs> so they he ends up uh oh, running yeah. into sorry uh-huh. you triggered that something racist like so one person can say it the other one can't the, yeah, absolutely. the hacker always getting slapped for saying the n-word <laughs> even when he got yeah, permission oh uh, god blake anderson from from uh oh damn what's that show he was in it was Con- S- comedy Central. silicon valley no no that's hbo no it's um Oh, I got it. it. Workaholics. He was on Workaholics on Comedy Central. Workaholics. Um, I knew that hair with, looked unique. Yeah, yeah. With what, who? Who's the other kind of famous guy? Blake Anderson? No, Blake Anderson. And uh, I'm getting there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get there. 
um his name adam divine i think so um blake anderson was on workaholics um and just like kind of like me except without the hair uh like the whitest guy ever who one of those one of those white guys who i guess fancies himself you know just just badass and just you know one of those one of those cool hip drug dealers who can talk the lingo but you know instead of getting away with it gets slapped in the face (laughs) multiple times so you can tell like just right off the bat he means nothing negative about what he's saying that no, he seems like the nicest guy literally ever. literally just part of the conversation that it fits in the, what he's singing what he's saying and even the who he hooks up with in a memory that mm-hmm. that one shows you that he obviously doesn't think less of anybody which oof, we'll have conversations about that character my mm-hmm. sh- fucking mm-hmm. hey <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh malcolm ends up running into uh dom on the side of the street and um you know talks to him a little bit and dom is like hey i you know Talk to this girl for me over there. Zoe Kravitz. Talk to Zoe Kravitz for mm-hmm. me. And because, you know, he can sell drugs, but I guess, you know, talking to girls is still a little too scary. Just a little too scary. I guess he saw X-Men first class and was afraid she was going to melt him with her spit. I would be too. That was creepy. Well, that was creepy. And even so here goes back to the whole, I get angry at an actor for a role they played. I'm still uh-huh. annoyed that she tra- turned on everybody in first class. Right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that upsetting? Yep. Man. Oh, that's another. That's another podcast episode. We should do a, a, an X Men marathon. But <laughs> we, you do know, we'd have to make a modification and allow a little bit of television talk. Then. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm okay with talking that animated show. Mm-hmm. Come on, that one is like t- speaking of the '90s. That one is a formative show from my from my youth. Oh, pl- I used to have all those episodes on on VHS. Speaking of, <laughs> oh, you got me beat. I used to have them all on DVD. And mm-hmm. then I started to convert to digital. So, yeah. yeah. What did I have on VHS? I don't think I ever had like a, a show on VHS. I recorded mm-hmm. shows because you could do that with your VCR and like set it to record at a certain time and try to get every episode of Borman's World and then realize it's pointless because they started selling them on DVD. So all that work was for nothing. Uh. <laughs> like all of that work, even like reruns being out of order. So you sit and play and record through it to put it in the right order on a separate tape. That's just, that's what you do, you know? Mm-hmm. What that's else what do you do in kids. the 90s? I did that and uh, I used to record songs off the radio on my cassette player. Yep. On my, on my little boombox. So much on effort boy just boombox. to make mixtapes or vhs shows yeah yeah uh okay i guess that i guess there were a few good things about the 90s i'm not going i'm not going to uh, uh defend the clothes or any of the style necessarily but the the media and and how we consumed it was fun i like yeah because we actually had to slow down to consume it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are you oh, man you're starting to starting to turn me around on this cassette tape thing i was the one against it <laughs> Yeah, but you're talking me into it somehow, though. <laughs> I, 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 no, no, we could we could still be slow on what happened to dope. <laughs> well, yeah, we're talking about the world of dope, they, they, the, the world around dope, you well, know, the cassette tapes mm-hmm. and, and the stuff the characters love. Well, so like uh, him anyway, going, God, yeah, we're still like so Malcolm going down the thing. street essentially yeah. led him to being become a note passer for the drug dealer to the girl. Mm-hmm. which eventually uh, yeah, kind of goes back and forth uh-huh. uh, and she ends up saying like if 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 he wants to talk to me he can come and talk to me and it goes back and forth and then, then he ends up getting 
invited to that drug party yeah she's where, flirting you know, the to him happens. and he's delivering messages to the other guy which i just found <laughs> hilarious and he didn't yeah, even really casual. notice that was happening he was just anything to get more time with her he didn't even realize she was flirting with him oh yeah yeah well it was one of those things you know i that that definite high school like boy thing of like mm-hmm. I, she's talking to me everything else in the world i can't even comprehend or i don't understand because she's talking to me yeah well then there's <laughs> the scene which we discussed earlier where he gets the drugs he finds out he has the drugs there's a phone mm. in his bag that he gets a call thinking oh, yes, that, call. <laughs> that this is the person that needs to have what, the what drugs what is he saying like where's where's my lunch yeah it's like i got some cheese and b- bologna <laughs> like the, the it's like bologna what are you talking about like this oh no 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 he said do you have my bologna yeah, it's like a, yeah i got bologna and che- cheese like, cheese what i don't want to not have cheese, cheese man <laughs> i've i've never seen somebody who looks so much like their race sound so different than their race <laughs> And I don't mean to sound like ghetto or anything. I was like, he sounded so white. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I, we've got, I think I put it on our list. Um, yeah. Sorry to bother you. That is basically the entire plot of yep. sorry to bother I, you. I, I I, I've, I've seen that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well then so, I, I haven't seen it. Okay. This one's going to be uh, a, a watch for me. Oh boy. I, I kind of feel like we need to do an iPad watch for that. If we can't be in the same room yet. Cause okay. I, I really right. want to see your reaction on that. But so pretty much tons of, oh, I need to hand the drugs off to this person. And then as he's about to do it, then he gets another phone call from a different drug dealer. Well, he gets it. He gets that second phone call from Dom in prison, which essentially is just like (laughs) run. Either this is the cops (laughs) and you're going to be arrested or you're about to be killed. Just get the fuck out of there. I'm just like this poor kid. And oh, they have to run because they start getting chased down by that that red El Camino mm-hmm. with that like beefy, bulky guy with a gun. Oh my god! Which cracks me up because with the way they lose him is clever. Like they go over a fence to go into like the riverbed. But why didn't they just take back the car up? I thought they were just going to ram the fence and go through because that was the cheap chain. They could have followed them. That was a car path for like the service vehicles. If they had been mm-hmm. willing to mess up their grill, they could have just driven right through that and followed them. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I think if you got a sweet red El Camino like that, you don't want any scratches on it. Well, later on, I, I have a theory as to why they didn't besides that. Is since uh-huh. they were tracking the phone that was in the bag, they were probably yeah. like, well, yeah. we'll just let them go. We'll just catch up with them. Why mess up our car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, initially, <laughs> yeah, we're, before we're... we saw that, I'm just like, why didn't you just run through, the, like, run over the fence? <laughs> uh-huh yeah well you know they're they're they, they, they're the gang members that like to take it easy man they're not gonna do any undo work they're 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 21st century gang members with an ipad they're banging smarter not harder episode title there we go <laughs> i'm putting it in <laughs> um so yeah they uh they they lose him by uh getting onto a bus and and like fitting the the phone that the gang members were tracking into like a little win- window crevice and then just hopping off the bus again which was mwah, which clever. was genius so but the thing that cracks me up is mm-hmm. I highly doubt there was enough time between that chase for bus drivers to switch buses. Because you know that happens. Like at one stop, one person hops on, the other one hops mm-hmm. off when they end their shift. So that tells me that he hid the phone that they were tracking, the gangbangers, on his mom's bus. Well, yeah, it was his mom's bus. Yeah. 
because she she comes and pick, picks him up later after that that mm-hmm. interview he has with the terrible guy yeah but i was just like why would you put gangbangers uh endanger your mother like that yeah that's that's yeah yeah i wouldn't feel comfortable doing that although she she was holding her own she wasn't having any of his shit mm-hmm. <laughs> like she was i mean she had a gun in his face and she was like what oh god she just do your business whatever yeah like, get off my bus she they had the gun in her face and it's just like nope like i i feel like they were just looking at her like all right respect respect but yeah yeah i mean they they asked her like you see any kids come on the bus and she was just like no i i just watch the road mm-hmm. <laughs> just the road and she's like all right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shoot this lady yeah. she just watches the road whatever and then they get led to that house where they're supposed to drop off the lunch <laughs> oh yeah 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 and those kids at that house, oh boy! I'm trying to remember, there there are portions of the movie that just don't seem to stick in my head for some reason. Oh, so, so well, uh, that's one of the ones I made a note of. It's pretty much when they go to the house of that CEO that they don't know it's the CEO's house where they're supposed to drop oh, off that house. Oh my god, that house! Yes, okay. Yeah. So, so the I, daughter I, I, is just like at first you think she's just like this sexaholic. Uh huh. <laughs> she, I think she might still be. Yeah. But she's also got other issues. Well, she's just hyped up on drugs the entire time, which will. Yeah get to part of that and then the kid the brother thinks he's like such a badass and such a great dj (laughs) so one of the notes i made on this is what happens when privileged children get toys that they haven't earned so they think they're amazing because they have this awesome amazing studio set up so they get a higher opinion of themselves when they aren't there yet so it's like oh i have all this so i must be great like no doesn't mean you're great it just means that somebody bought it for you kind of like when he pulled out a gun against gangbangers and thought he was a badass (laughs) (laughs) yeah how'd that go for him jeez i love Um, i wish he had shot himself in the ass That would have been funny. Mm. Yeah. I I mean, shooting himself in the leg, I guess, makes more sense. Uh, uh, but yeah. it would have been so much funnier if he was just like, bam. Yeah, the, right the, the leg back. made sense. The ass would have been better. Uh, just like just like Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how we're behind it on an episode on that. I want to see that. But anyway, so the so, fact that yeah, Malcolm they, stays behind with the girl. <laughs> right, yeah. Although, I, to, to back up just a second, I like how... Um, they, they they meet that kid uh who i think it was jaleel was his name maybe yeah i think one of them i think it was jaleel dj and, not jazzy jazz <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and like yeah you were saying he, he was showing off his stuff it was very cool equipment in this very incredible house but then just gets like schooled on how to make good music by these three kids who had this like great band i love their band they make such good music the music was a little random for me but it was good like they everything was put together well i the lyrics for me i was just kind of like uh what are you talking about but it was more related to high school experience so that's probably why it wasn't resonating with me but they were good so um the music just didn't resonate with me but i could tell it was good yeah i think musically like just instrumentally I, i'm sure even the lyrics were good they just weren't yeah they, they just weren't quite connecting with you on a personal level precisely um but yeah they they show him like and and to his credit he's like damn that's this this stuff is good mm-hmm. you're laying down some good tracks man but i i'm i was happy to see them show him like you know what here's what some good music sounds like and just rock it right there yeah essentially it brings me back to shape of water where they're saying some stuff and he doesn't get it that they're insulting him yeah yeah <laughs> so (laughs) yeah so Uh, but then yeah then three of them go to get some chili cheese fries okay that sounded amazing 
makes me hungry every time i i watch that bit in the movie um and leaves malcolm there with with a girl with lily and oh i i i mean she she is a very good looking woman and she was like rubbing herself all over him but at first i was happy for him because i was about to say mike all this crap he's gone through this shit show of a situation that i've never seen in a movie at Mm -hmm. least for me stuff like spiral so epically out of control (laughs) so fast right like i've Uh. we've watched super bad but this just like was on a colossal level of shit just rolling downhill. Right. Because Super Bad took place over the entire movie, but this one was like five minutes worth of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> where she starts snorting the the ecstasy mm-hmm. and starts driving him to uh that that interview. Well, uh, even before that, the fact that, like he is like trying to stop her from snorting oh the stuff and she throws up on him. Oh yeah, well no, she started like tackling him, and he's like, "Oh, I guess she just wants to have sex." So he gets just forgets the fact that she was taking the drugs, and then the worst amount of throw up I've seen. Like I, I can't remember. I haven't. I never saw this particular movie. I've only seen uh-huh. a scene from it, so I don't even know what it's called. So there's a scene where this guy is hanging out with a girl. She's kind of feeling, and eh, they were about to do it, and she's like, oh, "I just need a moment to go, like." to be in the bathroom to compose myself she's like i just don't feel good and she sneezes and then the rest of the wall just gets covered in shart <laughs> and she's like oh what is that i don't know what movie is this i will find out because maybe i can add it to the b movie because i i'm pretty sure that's the worst scene in the movie yeah and so she's like oh i feel so much better and like he just literally does for everybody listening i'm tilting to the side to like look behind like just looks behind like oh okay i can see why and uh, she's like, do, do you want to do it? He's like, no, it's okay. So he just puts you in a cab and is just like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> but sounds terrible. Th- I, yeah. I say this puke was close to that kind of level because the, the yeah, this is a disgusting conversation. The poop didn't go on that guy in that scene, but uh-huh. still the puke that she got like right on his face, right on his face, open mouth face. Uh-huh. Oh, so bad. Oh, but, so gross. But then so to gross. go to the driving scene, which I saw that you made a note of yeah <laughs> it's just like she oh she was she was high as hell on ecstasy and it was just i i don't know how she didn't immediately crash at the end of her driveway but she was driving down streets and just like she was uh, driving uh, on sidewalks <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah yeah and then just all of a sudden like what slams on the brakes and is like i have to pee yeah I and starts to, beating to him up like saying let me out of the car and there's nothing stopping her from getting out of the car <laughs> and yeah then she ends up crossing the street i thought she was gonna get herself in front of a right right she was i was expecting a meet joe black pinball sequence oh yeah 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 like this movie i i I wouldn't have been surprised just because everything was going so bad that Mm -hmm. something like that happening to her while he was in the car and then being chased by the cops i could easily see could have happened yeah oh that would have been horrifying Mm -hmm. i i'm not sure which is worse well her dying would be worse but then seeing her relieve herself on the sidewalk in front of a restaurant, that wasn't that great either. <laughs> no, it is not a great thing to... S- no, it, let me rephrase that. It's not a great thing to see, and it's kind of horrifying. <laughs> like, it's one thing if you're out camping or hiking or at the beach, and your friend just runs to the side, and you're like, okay, not... It, I, it sucks too because it's kind of a double standard like it's less it's offensive either way when somebody pees in public but i feel like it's less offensive when we do it because it doesn't seem as big of a exposing yourself moment 
Cause like when you're, well, I suppose so. We don't have to, we don't have to bend down or crouch down and like anywhere. drop yeah. pants and everything. So like when you that, like you seem like they're fully exposed, letting everything go, and it's just an unfair double standard, I think, which is a unique mm. conversation we're having on peeing in public in general. But yeah, but it was just like, <laughs> yeah, I just really, especially in front of a restaurant, like, damn. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, it's taking the health code down a couple notches. <laughs> the Yelp reviews for that day. <laughs> Uh, uh then uh what ends up happening he he goes he to his getting, he, he goes to the interview his, his interview oh man with the father of the girl that just was peeing on the sidewalk yep which oh <laughs> god like i you, you see him get into that office and look around and you see he sees those picture frames of the two kids that he was just with and like right there with him my stomach just drops i'm like oh no just, this is not gonna go well no I, it took me a second to put things together because i didn't assume that the father was in on the drug business i just yeah. thought that he happened to be at the house and like maybe somebody else lived there and that he was just like oh crap i just abandoned his daughter peeing in the street and stole her car this is not mm-hmm. going to go well and then it clicks that he actually is pretty much like one of the head honchos for that drug trade yeah yeah which would explain i guess why his daughter is so out of it mm-hmm. when when they got there to the house but that god that feels so bad for malcolm then too because like it's, it means everything to him trying to get into try to get to harvard and he really needs this interview to go well but then he, he like, gets tasked with selling the drugs because un, not his fault at all the drugs get delayed somebody, because of everything else got fucked up and he just happened to get handed it like somebody put it in his backpack like he never asked for it one of the few times somebody can actually say i don't know how this got here <laughs> yeah 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 that's true well he gets tasked with uh, essentially finding a way to sell the drugs and it's actually a pretty genius way that he gets that and i mean i don't know too. yeah i i don't know much about the dark web at all um but i don't know how easily that could be done these days even just five years later well there's a couple things about that that threw me off like the dark web one the graphics look like a windows 7 kind of sims universe for that website well they 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 were doing it all through their school computers so those things are going to be pretty old yeah so there's that and the thing that i found sad and hilarious at the same time was that nobody was doing science so when they signed up for the science club they had an entire not a meth lab but a pretty much a cook lab to cut (laughs) up the dope and distribute Uh it and then the band room which nobody was taking band had all the shipping supplies which brings me to my next point i feel like the post office at some point would have some kind of way to sniff out drugs so they're not mailed. Well, were they doing the post office? I thought they were shipping in through like FedEx or UPS, which I I, I, I feel I like might be wrong. They, I might be very wrong. You know, that could be right because it wasn't a regular blue mailbox. But my point is, I feel like there's safety precautions to avoid stuff like that happening with any kind of shipment facility or at least should be. I think there. Yeah, there should be. Although I feel like I've read. Let's see. FedEx. Uh, <laughs> This, this is, is going to be on your on a, on a list. <laughs> yeah, this is this is going to be um, private incognito, please. Yeah, <laughs> your search yeah. history is about to get fucked over. I don't know. This might be anecdotal or something that I heard from a movie elsewhere, but I feel like you know the those private shipping companies like UPS and, and FedEx are probably shipping significant amounts of drugs around the world because I don't know. Hopefully, they do have better security and and, and uh, uh, like drug screening for their packages. Yeah, but you know it's they're 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 not federal companies so they they it's probably a safer 
route for these kids to take uh, uh, so that's the moral of this podcast episode everybody if you need to ship drugs do it through fedex they've got your back and i do not have that statement's back <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding don't do it drugs are bad everything we were taught in school is correct your dare but officer they, would be so proud right now oh thank you i don't remember who it was but <laughs> I, it's, this is this is for you um yeah then they end up just shipping out like like five or six giant bricks of ecstasy to all over so the many people mm-hmm. and making a lot of bitcoin even then like one bitcoin i was i was trying to figure out how much bitcoin was back in 2015 yeah one bitcoin was equivalent to like like two to four hundred dollars i think so they were they were making like they were making a lot of money well you end up seeing later on they make a hundred thousand dollars in three weeks all of that, which is how does how does somebody even do that well that's because they found a way to because normally when a drug dealer sells they have to like be local so they have to go place to place distribute negotiate and this was just literally a streamlined system they pretty much became the ecstasy amazon (laughs) yeah 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 well i'm talking bitcoin for a second it's almost a shame they they couldn't wait hold on to that bitcoin for another couple of years because that hundred thousand would have been like a hundred million dollars with the way bitcoin shot up oh yeah just because everybody wants to screw the system blah 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 hey i mean i get it i i'm not interested in bitcoin at all but like a decentralized banking system mm. makes sense in in some ways yeah God, I'm, I'm, this is like the the third list i'm going to be put on now <laughs> for this podcast <laughs> so many lists so little time yeah um so they end up uh shipping out all those drugs and getting it to everybody people are very happy with the the product they're receiving and they end up getting that hundred thousand dollars and he's able to walk it back into um the the very nice office of i do have his name of austin jacoby jacoby Jacoby. whatever his name austin all i can think about is jacoby and myers (laughs) yeah and just plops that duffel bag um it's a devil bag. It was a bag full of, I think, it like was $10, an all- alligator skin bag, a fake one. That's but. right. That's right. There was that scene where he goes to that like bag. He, he bag went maker. to like the currency exchange, uh, um, dry cleaners, right. literally yeah, a yeah. laundry exchange for the money, <laughs> which I kind of uh, hey, love that because they're just heat off that money. Mm-hmm. It just made a joke of literally laundering money at a laundromat. <laughs> um and yeah just plops that ten thousand dollars on the dude's desk and is like you know here's here's a little bit of your money the rest of it is waiting for you in bitcoin but mm-hmm. if you try to get it you're gonna screw yourself over and because through with blake anderson they like i i don't recall exactly whether they, they did it the computers but i guess made it traceable back to him well the um i think blake anderson was trying to tell them that we don't want it traceable and then unless you're an idiot you that's the only way to be traced and the, the fact that he was like getting so high off stuff they were first uh-huh. concerned about him i feel like at that moment he was concerned about him making it traceable and then realized you know what i'm gonna follow through with my plan because the way everything else plays out later like mm-hmm. after this scene of him saying the money can be traced if you try to pull it he, it seemed like he was pre-planning to blackmail this guy from the get-go i could see that because he had the hacker get his account information for the business Uh (laughs) and just oh it worked it worked like gangbusters oh they they that guy got so screwed over Mm -hmm. because he essentially like i can like it doesn't matter who you are it's gonna matter what they think that'd be another good episode title that's so well put Mm -hmm. that's that's so good uh but so essentially this 
this movie had a massive turn of events where you think that well the kid was definitely getting screwed over multiple times like in horrible situations but he turned it around on everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> just with and this was kind of you were saying action. this was kind of the turning point of the movie for you too mm-hmm. just because i did not expect i expected him to kind of like either get killed or scurry away barely surviving the whole situation but to turn it all around where one he almost lost the ten thousand because he was getting robbed by the shoe people which i not endorsing pulling guns on people but i love the fact that they just gave him a hat tilt the next day like we're leaving you alone you actually have some guts we're gonna leave you be (laughs) yeah and then the fact that he strong armed the person who's been building a drug empire essentially to like you're gonna help me otherwise you're gonna expose and you could do stuff to me but you're going down too if you do right man for like it's so impressive to see a high schooler get it and get one over on this like supposed super business guy well, look at the business he had obviously he didn't do that great at harvard because he was just like doing a, ch- a cash and check place it seemed like it yeah it was just like he didn't he he had vision but not as much as this young ling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who who was clearly totally right for harvard and I mean, clearly ends up getting in there because the essay he wrote for for that entrance exam essay was just fantastic. Fantastic. Like you write an essay like that and you're going to get into any school you apply to, especially with his grades. With his grades, where he was coming from, that essay, like, well, there was a couple of things that impressed me. The essay, if you have the guts to write that, mm-hmm. that means you have the determination to do something about it. So they want somebody yeah. like that at their school. Right. And then, and how can you turn somebody down when the essay is like, would you really be asking me why I want to go if I was this race? So if they don't accept them, it's pretty much them going like, no, thank you. <laughs> if he had That's- worse grades, then they could probably get away with it. But with a 4.0 and then that essay, they'd be screwed if they didn't accept him. Oh, yeah. But I love the sequence where they were just kind of like showing his essay, but in visual format, Mm -hmm. because it was essentially showing two people that makes it seem like two separate people and then bring it in like it's the same one. Like we knew it was the same one the whole time because we could see his face, but we were showing how easy it is to pigeonhole somebody into one description. It's well put. I mean, that's that's probably the the entire like the thesis statement of this movie is like, you know, just because one person looks this way doesn't mean they are that way. Yeah. And there's just so much about this movie that's impressive that normally, well, we still are going to do like a quick our cinematography and sound input, which Mm -hmm. we always offer to everybody because, hey, that's where we studied. That's what we're going to make sure to share with you guys. That's what we love. But I feel like this movie for me was so much more story. Like they had some great points for cinematography and sound, but I think Mm -hmm. what I took away from this more was the story itself. But as for their sound, I got to go back to that fight scene, the gunfight at the club, because literally you have all this music happening and all of a sudden you hear the door slam open and then everything just goes silent like the second the door even starts to open they just cut the sound from everywhere else and just silence in that freeze frame like they literally just kind of vacuum suck you into that moment i mean i like like i mentioned earlier i think it's a it's a real testament to how like the the great craft and the artistry of this film that that scene was as affecting and and like surprising as it was the first time i saw this movie like even though i kind of knew what was going to happen it still was a surprise 
and still like really hit me because it, it's such a well done scene the sound design is great it, it's still like when the music when the sound comes back you can still remember like oh i'm inside of this club it's a lot of craziness is happening like i i can't even imagine what the pro tools uh, uh timeline was looking for for just that sequence it was probably insane that tracks on tracks this sequence i think is going to remind me Ooh, we should go back to like different movies at some point because i'm about mm-hmm. to reference lethal weapon one oh so yeah. the scene where they save the daughter and like there's all this killing and torturing happening and all you can hear in this environment is that and all of a sudden they go through one door and they're in a club after being oh, right. in a fight <laughs> So uh-huh. it's just literally night and day for where they're going from, from this one environment that was here and all that was standing between these two different worlds was just a door. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point. Wow. That's I, okay. I love that. I love that very much where you can, you know, you, you can have that sort of visual separation with the cinematography where you've got a door, but to, to, uh, support that with the sound by having that sort of like, uh, audio door i guess you can say where you got the back room where things are going crazy and you've got this nightclub and you don't hear those two rooms mixing until the filmmakers want them to mix until they bleed into each other yeah pun intended (laughs) yeah oh god people were getting shot up there but i i love that's one of the things i love about filmmaking and and one of the reasons why i think that the audio side of filmmaking needs to be maybe more respected is that you can you can support the visuals and even elevate the visuals so much just with like that sort of with that sort of uh uh, clever sound design where you know a room is being separated by audio Uh, it's 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 really clever i i like i like when filmmakers do that when it's not just like when when they put some a creative touch on a on just a normal like reality and just a piece of normal a, a normal scene i guess i agree that that's the beauty of being able to craft a story and make bring a story to the screen just bringing it to life that Mm -hmm. essentially i think filmmakers are people who take what most people imagine in their brain when they're reading a book and actually give you a visual representation of that Mm, that's very good i like that yeah that's i mean that's 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 the job is to to bring just something that's on a page into reality and it's god it's a tough job sometimes especially for the audio world i feel like um because you're you know you can get the the like production sound you can get the sound on set but i think your job as a as a sound person is to heighten and to accentuate things and to also set in re- in reality when it's necessary when there is a reality to set it in couldn't have said and it better myself yeah it's tough it's tough to do but if you can get it done really well then you it's like you you can you can make or break a movie with the audio i 100 percent agree to infinity and beyond (laughs) oh god yeah talking about like 3d like pixar movies you like there's no audio to capture on set you have to make every single sound it's crazy the the audio process for making 3d movies just blows my mind i agree and agree and um i'm i just i just agree well let me let me let me ask you steven uh we've gotten to the end of this movie we've talked about it it's probably clear what, you, what we think of it but would you recommend seeing this movie to other people <laughs> no <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I, just watch watch something else no no i i recommend for people definitely to watch this that if you have any issues with drugs and guns then you might not be able to sit through it yeah and if you instantly puke or, when you see you somebody like else <laughs> puke 
then probably not. Oh. But otherwise, give it give it a watch. That it's something that I originally thought I was going to watch in parts, and then once wow. I started it, I just finished it. Kind of draws you in, right? Yeah. So it draws you in. So I would recommend like having maybe an episode of Schitt's Creek afterwards just to decompress. But other than that. I'd say it's definitely a watch. Like you don't necessarily have to buy it. I think most mm. of you will if you like these type of films. But it's uh, I 100% endorse renting it. I I completely agree. It, I I think I bought it right off because it, it did feel like it was kind of up my alley. But renting it is it's a no brainer. I give it a go. I, I want people to support it, and I am going to buy it now. I'm just waiting for when I have a month that isn't so highly intense for episodes yeah 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 because <laughs> like this month of this is releasing in june but we're recording in may right now or pretty much may it's, it's still april and so but may there's so many rentals and purchases we're doing for our episodes because a lot of the stuff we're watching is not in my account so yeah. i essentially will be buying like four to five things this month Oof. oh i hope there are some sales uh well there's sales and the fact that a majority of this stuff has been in my uh, buy list at some point anyway so it's just a matter of mm. well now i have a reason to bite the bullet and do it yeah but i recommend mm-hmm. watching it cool i see our seal of approval Ka-pam. there we go well that is the end of this episode as always we want to thank everybody for listening and we hope you enjoyed hearing about this movie as much as we enjoyed watching this that we would like to ask you or as a Sean commandment command you to give a review because if you don't like something we're doing we want to hear about it because we want to help but more importantly if you like it we want to do everything we can to get out there and share with everybody our love of movies and we just hope you're staying home and being safe that by now hopefully everybody's out and about but still remember to just play it safe that we're going to get back to normal and things are getting better and we're going to do what we can to help so as always thank you and i am stephen reyes with my co-host sean anderson and thank you for listening to more movies please